Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Quick heads up, we recorded this pod in late December, which is why we're talking about Christmas in the future. Alright, let's go. Hello and welcome to Kernels. I'm Christopher Hooting, culture editor at The Independent. I'm here with my colleague, Jacob Stallworthy. Hello, hello. How are you? No bad, man. You, you looking forward to Christmas? Oh, I'm buzzing for Christmas. I love nice. Christmas, me. Are you? No, it makes me feel sad Dude. and empty. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll be able to, I'll find some time to have fun in there. I mean, yeah. you're, you'll just be, just relax. I can't relax. Really? I need to be on the go. As soon as I sit down, I'm, I'm like, oh, I've already wanted this. And then I'm like, actually, no, I, I'm climbing the walls. Oh, man, Christmas must be hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> we actually just had our Christmas party the other night. We, you know, did. we did all the cliches, you know, getting hopelessly drunk, having overly emotional and philosophical conversations with other colleagues. Things you know, go all emotional. The, all the classics. But outside of that, uh, who have you been speaking to? So I've been speaking to uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Nice. Who is a, let's be honest, he's, he's a... He's a Hollywood's megastar, he is. isn't he? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how you feel about him, but back in the kind of the Donnie Darko days, the early days, I wasn't a huge fan of his, often because mm. he'd be cast as this like hero and likable person. But I'm like, he's actually kind of creepy. So I, I, I never was sure. But then later in his career, more recently, when he's been started to put in this kind of roles where he's intended to be creepy, I'm like, now it really works for me. I think the first one was... When I saw Nightcrawler, I yeah. was like, this is the kind of roles he should be playing. Completely. You know? that was like a, Patrick Bateman than like the nice guy. 100%. That was a real turning point for him, I think. And yeah. I think what I like about J.J. Hall f- for me is that he's, um, what sets him apart is that I do think he really does focus on character. And while it doesn't always work, he's, he's had a few, um, kind of a few roles now where the film around him ha- hasn't been that great. But his role has been good. He's been great in it. I think Nightcrawler um, was definitely the peak of that. It was amazing. And I don't know how he mm. didn't get any awards attention that year. Because it's also, whilst being terrifying, it's also hilarious. It is. It is, yeah. Which we, we do touch upon this in the interview. Um, he was happy to talk about his past roles, which I really liked. Um, but we were there to talk about Stronger, which is um, he plays uh, Jeff Bowman, who um, he lost both his legs after the tragic Boston Marathon bombing in 2013. Um, and instead of being kind of a uh, really overly sentimental, uh, you know, lifestyle movie type. Yeah, because I must admit, strings. like, I only saw, I've not even seen the trailer for this one. I'd only seen, like, the poster on the underground, you mm. know, the guy kind of on the bars trying to get better. It does look like it could be one of those overly sentimental yeah. films. Yeah, and, and it's not, and I completely expected it to be that. And part of the reason why it's not is because of Jake Gyllenhaal, but it's also to do with um, David Gordon Green, um, who's the director of Pineapple Express and others who's directed this film and he um, there's comedy in there it's funny and it's hit Jeff Bowman himself who Jake Gyllenhaal is, he absolutely adores I mean they've become friends um, outside of, of, of the film but uh, he just seems like a really down to earth guy who this awful thing happened to him but he stayed resilient and uh, it, it's, it's a nice film it's a nice film you know it, I've got to be honest it isn't my favourite Jake Gyllenhaal film but I, re- well, I was really bowled over by yeah. Yeah, he, he he has taken a real huge um, producer role in this and he felt 
I think he feels really res responsible for it. So it was really lovely talking to him about it. But uh, yeah, but we also talk about his his other roles, um, his little scene uh, comedies from two thousand. He did a little scene comedy in two thousand and one called Bubble Boy, which is uh, yeah, it's kind of rogue. But he was happy <laughs> to talk about that as as much as he was to uh, talk about Nightcrawler. Um, so yeah, I hope you right, enjoy. Well, yeah, say no more. Let's just drop in. Hi, how are you? Jacob, Jacob. Yes. We're not going to forget to thank you. Makes it easy to read, doesn't it? It actually does. <laughs> How's it going? You're right. Um. Yeah. I'm well. Yeah. I'm yeah. Good. Um, Crazy junket circuit. It's been a bit like um, um, with like a film like this. It's not like the 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 movement of it is. You know, it's always how do I put this? Making this movie, getting it made, all the things involved in it. Um isn't the typical journey. Yeah. So it's like, I sort of knew I was coming to London about a month ago. Right. Right. But then I didn't know I was going to stop in Zurich. And you know On what I mean? Way. And now, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like all the, you know, you're kind of like, I'm over here. And then they, they would love you to come here. And I'm like, anything for the movie. Yeah, so I find funny. myself kind of, I have done a lot of interviews. Yeah. But there's something about this movie that, I don't know, I, you're it doesn't just, feel like it. But yeah, like, you know, like, you're happy to run with the spontaneity of of yeah. being just flying around the world. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I, I saw it in Toronto. The film. Oh, you did. I did, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And Thanks. I think I, what I like about it is it could have just been, it could have been just another heart wrenching, weepy designs to make you cry. But it's just peppered with comedy as well throughout, yeah. and yeah. I love that about it. Um, and uh, I mean, you bulked up for Southport. Mm -hmm. You lost weight for Nightcrawler, but could this be the most you've pushed yourself for a role? I mean, there were other aspects to those roles besides like, <laughs> weight I mean, loss and weight gain. But no, but I mean, in the in the physical world, understanding what it's like to to try and try and conceptualize um, what it's like to not only you know lose your limbs, but also in the way in which Jeff did, and trying to recalibrate your life physically mentally emotionally all those things and then also just the fact that that is a real human being um who's you know still here and is vibrant and thoughtful mm -hmm. and um you know i think all of those aspects made it i think a real challenge for me because i felt like i want i wanted to do him service there was a responsibility I felt to him mm -hmm. all the way along yeah. that was added on top of the fact that I just wanted to do everything I could to get it right yeah you know so yes I would say yes I think in the yeah. physical challenge of that yeah. it's why I say about him I really feel like he's superhuman you know um because yeah because I because he he really truly is what he does every day and what he's gotten through yeah so I guess the answer to that question is yes that's great and I mean it completely um, pays off in the film and what I, what I my favourite scenes are the scenes where it's uh, just camera close up on you and Tatiana mm. it's like the scene where the bandages mm -hmm. are being pulled off and you don't see you just see it on your, on your face I mean mm. how how do you prepare for a scene such as that you I mean it's just about being enough into in I, mean, I spent a year with Jeff before we started shooting, right. so I was very aware of. I could feel where he was when we talked about things. I spent so much time watching him on 
sort of strange interviews and listening to him on radio shows before I knew him, you know, I, I listened to all these archival interviews he had done and there's an amazing piece that was done by the New York Times about him, a video piece, and I got all of the extra footage. Jeff hooked me up with the filmmaker there and I watched all this extra footage of Jeff early on and then just time with him and all his medical practitioners. I think all that all those experiences go into a moment so sure. that when you you know the real Dr. Kalish who's the surgeon who amputated Jeff's legs is in that scene. He's Amazing. the one talking to me. Okay. And then there are the two real nurses, BMC nurses, yeah. the Boston Medical Center nurses, who are, one of them was this woman, Odessa Boykin, who is his actual ICU nurse. Right. And then the other ones who are actual nurses. So everyone around us in that moment was real. And um, that was based, for instance, on a situation that we improved. We rolled the camera for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm based on a situation that was a, a scene that was not written in the script initially but was written in an early draft that John Polano had written about this incredible moment that Jeff had said he didn't really want to have either him or Aaron see his legs when they did it right and that was just in, so moving and I think just preparation and knowing knowing the experience having talked through the experience so many times with Jeff understanding that situation just you could feel you you just felt it I mean and then the job takes over and you try and be present mm-hmm. but that was it was David would roll the camera for very long takes and there would be a moment where those boundaries sort of disappeared and dissolved and we were living in the moment mm-hmm. yeah and also we were filled the, the scenes sometimes were filled with the real Real people. See, I think reality, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 And mentioned, what I mentioned before about the film being peppered with comedy, which was a yes. real nice surprise to me. Yeah. It kind of hit me that I haven't seen you in a proper comedy, not properly you since. You don't want to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean <laughs> I'm thinking of Bubble Boy in the early noughties, right? Which is, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's a comedy. It's, it's seen as a, it's, it's a bit of a cult comedy. And um, Zach Galifianakis is in it, so yeah. Right, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, you you touched upon it yourself, but um, do you have a preference for drama? Is that what it is? No, I just I think I gravitate towards a certain type of depth of character, mm-hmm. you know. But the reason why I wanted to do the movie was because I had been laughing when I first read the screenplay. You know, at page four, I surprisingly found myself cracking up, and yeah. then I was so moved, and then I would like find myself another scene, and I would be cracking up again. Yeah. You know, so I that was what got me. And it made me want to play the character. Mm. It's why I love Jeff, too, is because he's just, I mean, constantly ripping me up and <laughs> um, and so funny. Yeah. You know, one of the funniest people I know. So I would, yeah. I, would, I mean, I would love to be... For me, I just, you know, you want to feel like the time spent while you're making a film is meaningful mm. for whatever reason. And I just don't have the desire to, for instance, make a film that feels like it's existing on the surface. But if there's comedy within something or if it's comedic and it has something to say, mm. you know, then I would love to be a part of it. Yeah. You know? I mean, you could argue Nightcrawler you know, is a comedy. In a it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. about it. Um, do you, what was your co- code for choosing roles? I mean, it's a really exclusive club of, of amazing characters. <laughs> but what, what, what is it? <laughs> it's my instinct, I guess. I mean, I think it does have to have a sense of irony and some some sort of edge on sure. which to to sort of skate you know yeah you know like i like you said in the nightcrawler i did always think of some number of those scenes as hilarious yeah you know yeah. and they are they it, people say oh it's so creepy scary and i go 
he, he's hilarious to me in a lot of ways too. I mean, he's a, he's a social commentary on so many things and and disturbing, but um, they always have to have a myriad of sides to them and the possibility for me to be able to say on this take it's, I can go here on that take I can go here mm. you know that there's an obtuse kind of quality to all of them mm-hmm. um, that you're not just very clear about intentions I could walk into one take and in the case of Nightcrawler I you know I just worked with Riz Ahmed again on another film and it was very interesting us like kind of rejiggering our relationship because from Nightcrawler into this other film where he actually played a little bit more of a dominant character oh, really? in the relationship. Yeah. So we were both like, <laughs> what's, going what's on? happening? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it good. was in that, in the case of Nightcrawler, it was very interesting to say, well, I'm going to approach one take as if I'm going to attack him and then one take as if I'm like slowly just befriending him. And I think that a character that allows me to make those kinds of choices mm. makes my job more fun and interesting to discover. So it's, pro- it's probably part of that. Yeah. Um, and then most of all, just the filmmaker working with people who I respect and mm. respect me because it's, you're living your life in the midst of all this, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is your life. And I think that's the realization is it's about the relationships, you know? And I think that that energy of relationships in a movie translates onto in the final, final product. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I think and the list of, um, directors you worked with is pretty amazing. They're amazing people, all each and every one of them. Mm. Even Blair Hayes, who did Bubble Boy, is one of the most wonderful directors I've worked with, honestly. Really? Yeah. I think that movie gets a bad rap in a particular way just because it sort of has an absurdity to it. But he truly, as an actress director, is one of the most wonderful directors I've worked with. You know? That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Is there any, um, any role? I mean, do you enjoy watching your films back? I don't know about enjoy. I uh, that might not be the right word, but I do. Um, there are times where something will come on the television, and I'll I'll say like, huh, and I'll watch it for a few minutes. And particularly is you know it's been twenty years I've been doing this, mm. which is kind That's of crazy. extraordinary. Mm. Yeah, I mean I beyond lucky to do it. Um, just don't tell anybody. I'm a little superstitious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, don't. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, like I, I'll watch things and then I'll be like, oh. or I'll think I had done something interesting and then I realize really? it wasn't. Yeah, and there and and or 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 just I've evolved or moved beyond an idea or something. Mm. You know, that's always interesting. Fast to watch. moving. Yeah. yeah, but I don't really. I I don't think I I don't I don't enjoy, don't enjoy watching it. myself. No. You know? But always... you know, producing something and watching thousands of cuts of a film, mm. I do enjoy. And then I can objectify and I speak about the character outside of myself because it's not really... My goal at that point it always has been to make a great story. Mm-hmm. Selfishly, I know that if the story's good, then the performance will be good. Definitely. And that's the priority. So if it means cutting something out or people hating something about something I'm doing or people loving it and me not, yeah. I have to trust those things. Mm. Yeah. That's really interesting. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
and uh, you touched upon something I was going to ask. Is there any films that are a no-go area for you, like your, of your, in your filmography? No. Yeah. People love to talk about, you know, different films uh, as, like, turning points where I realize things about myself. At least journalists tend to talk about that. <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> and in truth, I feel like, you know, no, I, I think as I get a bit older, I do realize that it is a, a journey and it's sort of like it's filled with all just these interesting comments about you and your yourself and as an artist throughout your life so mm-hmm. no and if no. you it's like if you have to preserve in a time capsule three performances I mean of yours because oh. I, I mean I've got three which would be okay. Nightcrawler hands down <laughs> Enemy which yeah. I think is still Denise's best film I saw Blade on the other oh, night no I still way. think Enemy is his best film no way really and the day after tomorrow it's no just, way really honestly right that's like it's like there's certain movies that you're at a certain age and you're like just has a resonance with you but do you watch it still i mean i've got it on dvd no Jake. way I do. Oh, well, yeah okay, i did okay. i should have brought it with me oh, right. yeah um <laughs> performances i mean i am there are things that mark different moments for me as in understanding you mm. know um and they're not all movies you know um i just did this show sunday in the park with george this show on broadway and that show marks something for me that um, is huge. Mm. Um, I think Nightcrawler in a lot of ways because I was experimenting with a number of ideas and and, and sort of techniques and uh, I love those words so much. Yeah. You know, just the words, I love them so much and I was just sad to let them go. And, yeah. Um, and then I think... Uh, they all it's, it's funny they all mean different things I don't know if I have a, I have experiences all the experiences mm. I love like I remember when I was working on Jarhead with Sam Mendes like he was the first sort of director that I had worked with that empowered me as an actor okay really sort of took no excuses for my insecurities and just you know asked for a leader you know mm. and I think that was uh, at, a, at a young age a huge lesson you know and um, and I have since realized you know someone said to me the other day I was an older man he was about 90 we were at Spalding Rehabilitation Center um, in Boston where we had the premiere for this movie and uh, it was the father of Michelle Kerr who is Jeff Bowman's physical therapist who got him walking again he's about 90 he turned and looked at me and he put his hand out and he said are you the star of the picture and I and I for a moment I I felt a generation of say to me there was a time in which you know when you were in a film as an actor in it um, and I do feel like this on the stage Mm. there is a somewhat of a leadership role that is essential you know that there's a community of people and we're all working together Mm. in that space and are you the face of this thing and I I shook his hand and I said, yes, sir, I am, you know, and I think something very honorable in that, you know, and I felt that way with Sam. He was like, you know, he made me feel that way and, and I, I felt that responsibility. So there are those types of lessons and things when I see a performance that are not just about the results. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard for me to watch the result. Mm-hmm. It's about the experience of the movie itself. Certainly. Yeah. And uh, very, very quickly to wrap up, uh, 
your, your sister's smashing it in TV at the minute. Yes. The juice. Yes. Would you, would you ever consider the jump out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it, it, it's become a kind of a non-question, I guess, now, because it's so interchangeable. It's so interchangeable. I think the, the way in which the platforms in which we watch whatever we watch are changing. I mean, I did a film with Netflix earlier this year, and then doing now Dan Gilroy, uh, is, you know, I'm doing his next movie with Dan and um, Renee, and, you know, we're, we're doing it at Netflix, you know, Amazing. so... I think those mediums are changing and I think long form storytelling is incredible and allows you as a performer to go discover things. I mean, that's what my sister would say about work, particularly working with, I mean, when she did An Honorable Woman and then she did um, uh, The Deuce and with David Simon and they and George Pocahontas. I think there's that <laughs> idea of spending time with those people. When I talk about relationships and yeah. those relationships with people, I think you have Even, more time. Oh, yeah. So to me, it's less the medium, I think, there's a sort of equality in those mediums where there used to be some strange hierarchy with movies versus television or some bullshit. You yeah. Know? Uh, I don't think that exists and it really has always been about the, the role and the story. But I do think that there is a sacred quality to going to the theater and... Um, 100%. Yeah, making that effort to get there as much as we never like there's part of us that never really wants to go there's part <laughs> yeah. every time I walk out of the theater I'm always like I want to be I want to watch movies I want to go to the theater so much more often you know but it's a commitment and it's it's expensive but mm-hmm. you know wouldn't you rather pay that much a month to watch however much you want than to go once but I think those experiences are have changed my life and to be a part of a community of people watching together I don't know, but yes, definitely. I mean, I would. I'm. Man, you just. I just want to. You know, you want to as an actor, you just want to keep working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. I think you're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, but I mean, that's 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 the goal. So. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank really, you. Really, really great to meet really you. Nice to meet you. All right, so that was Colonels for this week until, well, 2018 will be the wow. next one now. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Jacob, for joining us as Cheers, always. man. Thank you. And, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. You know, please do follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, rate, review, subscribe, uh, buy a Frisbee. Do it. Call your mum. <laughs> tell you you love her. Uh, consider a name change. Oh, that's a big one. Uh, pat a dog. Yeah, that... Yeah, pat, pat multiple dogs. Pat multiple dogs. Yeah. Okay, until next time. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.